Jeez, I was just thinking how nice that is. <laughs> I'll just do this for 50 minutes. <laughs> and we know we need like, like a sick voiceover, like, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. That was a nice way to play us in. That was really nice. I was actually thinking like, oh, this is quite nice. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get a hammock and just, <laughs> just relax for a little bit. Hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. How's it going? We're back. Every time we say we're going to be back consistently, you go out of town. I know. I'm back now until <laughs> next week. But the plan is to shoot another one next week. Yeah, that's right. That's what we're hoping to do. Well, I talk to people who do podcasts and they'll do they'll shoot like seven in a day. Really? So imagine like you and I talking for an hour. What would a, we have to do? We'd, I'd then, have to go sit in the car or something just to be away from you. <laughs> <laughs> I think like it's like when they do like interviews and stuff like uh, that. Yes, yes. I just I really don't like those podcasts where it's like me interviewing you for an hour and a half talking about your you know ulcers and your warts and how to naturally oh, fix them. No, no. no. <laughs> it's much more interesting when we just don't have a script and we just talk about whatever we feel like. <gasps> I like it. This is as I've always told people like this is like your Sunday drive home or like your afternoon yeah, drive yeah, show. I think yeah, so. we'll talk about health. We talk about all a bunch of things, but you know, uh, I I know we always talk about like radio shows that we listen to, but one that I listen to that I know is nationally syndicated on just regular FM radio is Elvis Duran, and he's so great. I love his team because they always have like an idea of topics and sometimes they do have you know a celebrity guest interview but for the most part it's really just them talking yeah. about whatever and i love that let's start a radio war with them oh yeah i would love that <laughs> screw it <laughs> um yeah so so we, i'm back from just another trip i have like one more travel to go. Oh, oh my god first world yeah. problems first world hashtag problem. Um, but uh, you were at Austin City Limits. I was at Austin City Limits, and Did it was so awesome. Did you have like awesome. the flower braid in your hair of kind of like? I actually had my alternative daily hat. Did you? I wore it like. Did every anybody day. recognize it? No, but my friends were Lie like, "Oh, cool!" Lie to me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we were like getting stopped. I was signing autographs. That's awesome. Um, it was wonderful. Austin is. I thought Austin was really, really cool. That was my second time there. Obviously, it's different when you go for a festival experience. Then no, if you I've were been just to Austin. To like, where is it? Is it's in a place called Zilker Park. So it's right in the center of Austin. It's right off a street called It's right off a street called Barton Springs. No, this was like you go just for the music festival. Okay. Because right. you're there every day. It's like for a hours. it's like a really drug popular type of thing. I mean, I'm I'm sure narcotics and things <laughs> are popular there. It's a big music festival. There are people that are drinking, there are people that are doing other things. You can obviously tell, you know, that's the thing that's so funny about it is Obviously, everybody can do whatever they want, and I I do whatever I want. I'm certainly not judging. It's just people that go into it, and you see this a lot with younger people that go into it, and they're not smart. And you can see people there. I mean, they have EMTs oh, yeah, just like and drinking medics. like as soon as they get up. And yeah, drinking as soon like, as they get up or doing drugs, and you yeah. see these people walking around that are sweating, that are white. You know, they have EMTs. I mean, you see. Unfortunately, a dark side of it is you actually do see people overdosing or people getting sick they oh. always have emts and staff at these i mean this festival has like fifty thousand people at it so it's huge so that's the dark side of the, it's uh, the dark side of the music industry world um did they have any of those like silent discos or whatever they called? do have those yeah did you do that i've done it before but not at austin city Limits. I, I wish you i wish i could just translate my face i just made yeah he like, like rolled the, his eyes so hard as oh my god earphones like, fell I, off i'll see like people on facebook that always post stuff about like oh we're at burning man we're at this you know silent and they've got disco. the silent disco? headphones on. Like, come on you know? Do you know what's funny is I went to one of those. I actually at Coachella, a music festival out in California. <laughs> I they had a silent disco. This was uh, five and a half years ago when I went to it, and it's really really funny if you see it. Like not if you're a part of it, right? Because it really is people wearing big headphones like we're wearing now, dancing like crazy. But from the outside, I mean, it's it is completely silent. So people just look absolutely insane. And is it all the same music in the headphones yeah, or yeah. the different music? No, it's at, they'll do like, they'll have a DJ actually playing, oh. but it's only going well, right It'd be cool if like headphones. one headphone was like playing Otis Redding and the other one was playing Drake and, and the other you, one was I love playing like Leonard Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I The only one you knew was Drake, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think, I have never even heard a song of it. Did you see him perform? Drake? Yeah. Oh, I saw Drake perform. Now does, does he play any instruments? No, he's oh, a God. he's a hip hop artist. So hip hop artists can play instruments. Oh no, I'm not. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, you know, the Roots. He, the Roots right, are really that's good. That's true. I mean, they I, were a band before they more, were on Jimmy. I, I know the Roots are hip hop, but to me they're also kind of like funk and soul a bit too. So you just want somebody just has a mic. Like, I went. This to, is really somebody that just has a mic. I went to one rap concert was in college, and it was it's like the worst concert ever. Cause no, this was fun. Because like all the it's like 
the dudes are up on stage and then you have a hype man who just says yeah like every five seconds <laughs> and like there's no like drums there's no guitars it's just like just playing music from a boombox and the guys are just rapping half the song because they're not going to go through the whole song they just rap half, half of it and then go to the next one and the next one you I'm know like, that's funny terrible. that's funny that you mentioned that because i'm sure i would assume some people maybe most people out there have heard of drake before the the hip-hop artist and it's funny because he is on so many different songs like a lot of like mainstream music that you hear drake might be a I part of mainstream it music. i know you don't <laughs> but for those out there that maybe listen to mainstream music drake is on a lot of songs so he'll do collaborations so it's funny to see him actually perform because he will only do one verse of something because he's only in a small part of a song so it was almost like watching a remix if that makes any watching sense it was remix. like one song then the next then what the was next, the oldest the band there like what was like the the foo fighters were there oh my god you're so young <laughs> <laughs> i don't i mean i don't know if that was the oldest there was a, a really awesome guy named gary clark jr I had never heard of him before. He's like Is a rock guy. Yeah. There was, a, I saw a really good country uh, artist called Sturgill Simpson. He was great. Yes. He was yes. actually real. Yes. I don't even like country music and he was awesome. I saw Alabama Shakes. Yep. She is, I didn't even know it was a woman. Oh. I had I that was the fun thing is when you actually see people perform yeah. that maybe you've only ever heard their music. Now, do they before. play like full sets of the? Oh like yeah, these sets are an hour and a half long for each person. Yeah, an hour to an hour and a half, and all different music is going on at the same time. Now, what kind of food are they serving? Everything. They have like these gigantic food truck rallies. Uh, So I had, you know, I had barbecue one day. I had tamales one day. I had kimchi fries. I like sort of let my diet go. Oh. I pretty much had Tex-Mex every single day. Even when we were leaving Austin in the airport, I still had breakfast tacos. Yeah. Breakfast tacos are everywhere. Um, I told the story about like we went to the one gas station and got breakfast tacos. It was so good. It's good. Austin City Limits, huh? I recommend it. I recommend it. Do they having another one next year? They are. They do two weekends in a row. But yeah, they'll do one next year. They do two weekends. Like, what do you do? I went weekend in the middle of the week. I think people usually only go for one weekend. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, I went for weekend one and then I went home and then they give the park a week to clean up. What about? Do you have friends that like go to all these festivals all the time? I mean, I'm, have I'm one of these people that goes to a Jeez. lot of festivals. <laughs> They're on weekends. It's a lot of people. Uh, I love it. Yeah, but if for some people, like for my boyfriend, it's we sort of learned at this festival that he and I are incredibly different. It's really funny because I... You're pre- old is what it is. We're just very, very different. Oh, wait, you two are different from each other. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because I wake up every day of this and I get so excited. You know, I'm like looking at the schedule, tracking the bands and he's just more like, all right, just point me in the direction you want me to go. Was there any point where he was just like, you go and I'll just. Well, at one point on the second day of the festival, that Saturday, I mean, you stand, you know, you're in these fields and people sit and people stand. It's just like being at any concert. And for a few of them, he was just sitting because it's hot and you walk a lot. We were averaging 10 miles a day of walking. Wow. You're no, just did, walking back. Were you guys together the entire time, or did he just say you just go go you go? Yeah, ahead. no, no, we were together the entire time. It's <laughs> fifty thousand people at something like this. If we separate, it, you're done. <laughs> you know, like you wait for each other when you go to the bathroom. What's funny too is like you are like you how you are off off the air uh-huh. is like exactly how you are on the air, which yeah. is like you're uh-huh. you know, shot of cannon. Exactly, and for as you know with Colin, he's not like wow. that. He's much more like you. He's much more you laid go, back. You go to the concert. I'm going to go just uh, go down to Lake Austin and look. Yeah, at it like for a well, bit. it was funny because on the last day of the concert when we woke up of the festival we woke up that Sunday morning and I was like oh my god I'm so excited we're gonna see Alt-J and Hozier and this and like all these bands I'm like rattling off and he was like what time do we have to be there? <laughs> what time is the flight? He's like, what's what, what the latest leave? time we have to be there? I have this thing like when I go to whether I go whether it's a sporting event or whether it's like a some sort of event or anything like that <laughs> i always have in the back of my mind i'm hoping that i'm the only one there <laughs> like when i show up like oh my god the parking looks empty great it's just gonna be me no oh. not at something like this oh my god now so, do you want more people there would you would you would you've liked it more or less if you would have half the people there that were there you know it does feel very crowded it's funny because when you go to something like this it's always the saturday day is the busiest right it's friday saturday and sunday and it's like this i've been to Lollapalooza and bonnaroo and coach <laughs> cellist so i've been to quite a few of these and obviously the first and last day are a little bit yeah. thinner of a crowd but there's thousands of people at these things so it's like it can when you be go to when you go to restaurant when you go to restaurants do you like crowded restaurants or non-crowded i mean i i have no preference as long as um, i don't have to wait too long like i love like going in there and like maybe having like two other tables 
<laughs> just feel just so empowered. But then when there's so many people in there, I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. I guess, well, I mean, where I live, I'm used to something completely yeah. different. Wherever I live, it's always crowded, especially now that it's becoming season. Oh yeah. I mean, in South Beach, the you freaks had, are coming we had, out. We had a cold front that came through. It dropped it, you know. It, to it, 85. <laughs> yeah, temperatures got into the 70s <laughs> at night. Uh, but it was nice because we actually had, because um, there was a hurricane, as mm-hmm. we were talking about, uh, which brought in a lot yeah. of a lot of waves. Um, and the I got to surf almost every day for like two weeks. That's like, so nice. It was, it was so great, which rarely happens, and it was nice. The water was a little murky, and so right now we're having the um, uh, the uh, it's like the mullet migration. So there's a lot of bait fish that mm-hmm. are running along the beaches, and it's a little murky, just because like all the sand is kicked up. And so I was out. It was um, I think it was a day, maybe a day or two before I left to go to the keys um, i was out and it was just two other guys out and like i'm a little bit different though when i like i don't want to go like i will surf alone surf alone um it's just a little sketchy that's sometimes. one place you prefer to have a few other people. I will, yeah two like i don't want a whole crowd so i went out to the, my one spot and there were two other guys out and i was like perfect and these were like older guys too like older than me which is it's so fun because like you just sit there and talk right mm-hmm. we're not trying to hassle each other and so I just, it was one of those days you just catch a bunch of waves. And so you'll do this one where I caught this one and you'll ride the face of it. And then you kind of like, it, you can either like, I'll, I'll try and explain this. You can either ride it like back towards the beach, but then you have to paddle way back out. Right. I always wonder you can, about or that. Or you can cut your losses and just kind of fall, launch off the back. Okay. Or, or some people just fall. Uh, but you can also time it where you can just kind of like launch like really high in the air. Cool. So I was riding the face, riding the face. It was a good, good wave. And it was about to close out. I launch off the top. And I uh, uh, get in the water, and there's like white water everywhere because it was just just broke. And I see a bunch of fish popping up out of nowhere, and it's oh just no. kind of like, and this was, and that's, it's been like that for the past two weeks. So I was like, okay, excuse me, I'm getting over a cold too. <laughs> <It's> disgusting. <laughs> so, so I pop up, pop back up on my board, and there's fish going. And I see the, I, one of the guys I was surfing with. I, like when you're like 20 feet away, it doesn't even matter. You can't hear a thing. So I just hear. Blah, 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 blah. I'm just looking. He's like, and I just can't make it out. And then like, I'm just starting to paddle towards him. And then he goes like this. And oh, he puts no. his hand on his head, kind of make the shark signal. And I'm like, God. What? So now I'm paddling, but I'm like, I don't even know what I'm paddling away from or towards or anything. So I was like, I'm just going to paddle towards him because if there's anything behind me, it's going to, you know, my odds are better if, you know, one <laughs> of two as opposed to one of one. So get over there. I'm like, Hey bud, what, what's up? And he was like, he's, he said, as soon as you came up, and you popped up from your wave and you got on your board. He's like, and you kind of like picked your legs up like in the back a little mm-hmm. bit. Like I'm on my stomach. So you kind of kick your legs back. You adjust your lease or whatever. He said, you know, bait fish start popping every, every, out of everywhere. And then literally he was like a shark came right out of the water. And let's just say the microphone is my face. He was like, a shark came right out of the water and went like this. What? He was like, and I saw his gills and everything come out of the water. And right he, next to you. And literally missed your foot by an inch. And you, you did not even see this. I didn't even see it or anything. Oh my God. Like didn't feel Thank it. Thank God. Because they were just like bait popping so I was like, oh my God. And so like, what, like, Can you imagine how terrifying it was for that poor guy to see that too? No, that's what he said. He was like, I'm sorry to say this. He was like, but it was really cool to see. <laughs> <laughs> and so the other guy, the other guy that was surfing came over to us. He was like, what? And so he was telling him, he's like, oh man. He's like, that would probably have been really cool to see. And I was like, I was yeah, like, thanks a lot. But guys. here's the thing is like, think how many times that's happened. And like, Nobody if they weren't knows. out there, and you I, would like, have had no, have no idea. idea. So how many times has it happened when I've been out there that just, whoosh, that's but, so scary. Yeah. And so um, we stayed out there and caught a bunch more waves. And so everything. you weren't scared. I think no, because I think it was one of those where I didn't see it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of, it was a story the guy told me. So I had to kind of, you know, it, take just it for what it out of your mind. Unless he just wanted, really wanted me to get out of the water and he just <laughs> wanted the waves for himself. No, but it was, um, it was, I, they're out there. I've seen them. I've seen them before, like mm-hmm. close. I've actually seen them when, like from me to you, like when it was crystal clear and the can like came right up to my foot and just kind of like circled around. And then I just, he didn't do anything obviously. But then I was like, I'll cut my losses today and get out. But that like, yes, like last week I was like, I'm having a good time. (laughs) Oh my God. That's crazy. The yesterday I was looking on, I was just messing around on Facebook and a girl that I know that lives in, in Miami beach as well, posted a video that channel seven posted. Oh yeah. yeah, So, and it was from the day before of all those sharks in Miami beach. Yeah. And, I, I swear, it's so crazy because you hear these things on the news. Obviously, you could relate to this to any sort of topic, but you hear things on the news yeah. and they seem so far away. And then I'm looking at a video that Channel 7 is recording of the beach that I frequent, that I go to, yeah. that the water is as blue as your swimming pool yeah. and you can see through it. And it's, they're, they're out, out there they're out and there. they're not that far from the beach. Well, that's the thing is like... A lot of my friends or family that aren't familiar with it will say, oh, well, they don't come in like waist deep water. Oh, of course they yes, do. Yes, they do. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> excuse me. I mean, I've seen a bunch of times out there, even like when I was surfing that every day for two weeks, I'd kind of get out of the water and you walk up like the, the beach steps and I'd turn around and just kind of watch. <laughs> I was like, and it's funny. I'm literally like now at where I'm at is probably like a couple hundred yards away because mm-hmm. now I'm, you know, 20 feet up on the dune, right, looking right. down in the water and you see like a fin come up right next to somebody. And the, luckily the guy saw it and they, you know, they kind of like made the, the fin sign to everybody else, but it's just, that's they're out there. It's just part of it. It's just part. I mean, I would be so scared if I were you. I don't know how you guys get over it. It's, I, I mean, I've never had anything happen. But um, you know, even the, you talk to the people that do get you know hit or bit or anything. Look you know, at like Bethany Hamilton. You know, she got arm ripped off. She got her arm shaker. ripped off and yeah. still competes. Yeah, that's um. But it's it's part of it. And like I was talking to friends and they were kind of like you know flabbergasted too. They're like, you know, you got back in. I was like. You can't, I was like, I've lost friends to car accidents yeah, and, you, know, and you, you still know, drive and you yeah. still drive and it's so dangerous because now you're just worried about other asshole people in there, mm-hmm. you know, at three ton, you know, metal pieces. I was like, I'm going to take my chance out there. I was like, it's going <laughs> to, you know, whatever. So, um, that's but, a cool story. Yeah, it was a cool story. It was, um, I, I, I like going in the water and it's, um, it was so good to kind of finally get in there like every day. So this my, my, my routine was get up, have my coffee, make lo- no, a, breakfast and mm-hmm. lunch and panic over, you know, to make sure I have <laughs> enough food for, um, and then drop her off at school and then just go surf for about two hours, which was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. What a nice life. Yeah. 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 So the next thing that we actually want to get into, um, I think this is a good transition because it kind of tra- talks about seeing your life and what it is and uh, how people put it out. I was going to see where you, which story you're going to go with right here. Uh, no, absolutely. So, uh, th- this next section is like a lifetime story. It's, it's like, you know, what's crazy <laughs> is it's so sad. It, it really could be. So this is an interesting article that I, I heard about on the news, um, a little less than a week ago. And I sent it to Jake when we were talking, she really about, wanted to talk, I really about wanted to, to talk about this story. Cause it's, it's very interesting. And I think it can kind of apply to other areas too. Some of you might not know, or some of you might have heard, there was a, a woman, her name is Dr. Kirsten Cervani. She's a married woman, she's 38 years old. She has three children, one of whom just turned one year old. And she's a prolific dermatologist out in Long Island. Her and her husband have a practice out there. Beautiful couple, I mean, she's, they're both absolutely gorgeous. They're children, all of the, I mean, they're, they look like they have a wonderful, wonderful they life. They are the quintessential perfect family. They are, they live in a, a million dollar home. This, I mean. It, it, they just have this beautiful, beautiful life. Well, unfortunately, about less than two weeks ago, Kirsten went out to have, you know, a, her, a, a mommy's night out. She took a, a train into New York City. She met up with some of her girlfriends and they were going to have, you know, like a, a mom's night out, just like, you know, your wife, I'm sure yep. does. And my friends that are married, they do out, they go out with their respective husband friends or wife friends. So here's where things just got really crazy. Dicey. So these mommies were getting fucked up. I mean, excuse <laughs> me for saying that, but <laughs> they, the explicit they were here. getting they were getting pretty crazy. They according to some of the friends that were there, they were drinking very heavily. They were bar hopping and cocaine was involved. So and these cocaine m- snorting. Cocaine snorting. These these women were using cocaine and they're in their mid to late thirties. What ended up happening was Kirsten ended up meeting up with her friends, meeting up with a, a gentleman who actually is a, he's an Emmy nominated producer for HBO. She met up with this guy. I, I, there's no real information on how they know each other. Okay. They've known each other for a number of years. He's also married. They met up and about 2.30 in the morning, and now keep in mind that her friends and all, everybody was so messed up that when stories were being recounted the next day, I don't know if you've ever had so much to drink. I'm sure nope, you did in college never. where you don't remember. So about 2.30 in the morning or so, this bar, camera C, this woman and this guy, her name is Kirsten and this, her friend, they actually leave the bar together, Okay. get into a cab, yep. and they take the taxi to an apartment in Chelsea where video shows... The cab driver, the woman, and her friend going inside this apartment in Chelsea, okay? The three of them. Hours later, the same building cameras capture the cab driver and the friend, the HBO producer, carrying her body <laughs> down the stairs of this like walk up in Chelsea and leaving her in the doorway. The cab driver, the guy leaves. He obviously, it was his part his apartment there later finding out 
and her friend is calling 911, this gentleman. They release like the 911 tapes and all of that. The EMTs get there and she's dead. She died. She died of a drug overdose. So yeah, they're saying that about 8.30 a.m. her body was found sprawled in the vestibule. Her feet were propping the door open. And the video showed that her friend and the driver dragged her body down the stairs and just left her to die there. So you're telling me, so she kind of had this perfect family. Perfect life, all of that. And so she decided to go out one night with her friends. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's Ted, take the kids and we're just going to have a nice glass of wine, maybe go see a maybe show. Maybe go out a little bit, do whatever. And, um... Serious, serious. Now, did the husband did the husband know of anything? So this has been like a shock to everybody. And what makes it even worse is, you know, when they looked into it, she had massive amounts of drugs in her system. Her underwear was found in her handbag, so maybe she had been doing other things. It's just this horrible, crazy. People are now obviously their friends, their neighbors, family members are just like. Do you think she was stealing underwear? How could that be? No, I think she was probably hooking up with the guy. No, I don't think she was stealing underwear. <laughs> I was trying to make it a little lighthearted. So, sorry. so the the idea behind this, or the reason that I wanted to talk about it, is, you know, everybody is putting so much stock into the fact that this. How can this be? They were this picture perfect couple. She just had a baby a year ago. Yeah. They have three kids. She's this big time doctor, and you know their lives just seem to be so perfect. She died of a drug overdose in a crack house. Yeah. The cab driver who owned the apartment was a known drug dealer. Man, so it's it's funny because it it goes along with what you were saying. We were just talking about right before we went on air, which was how like you you said that I'm. I just give you like the real story yeah, of like I, being a parent, I right? I do. You always and do. And so like you'll see, like I see so many people like on Facebook, you know, posting pictures and, you know, here's my awesome life and everything like that. But what is like the real story, right? Of course. And so it, I think that everything with like social media and everything like, and, it, and it's, but it's always existed. It's not new because if you think about it, like back in like the 70s, 80s and 90s, like everybody was talking about keeping up with the Joneses. So everybody mm-hmm. wanted to kind of have this front of this perfect family. And you, in the fifties, it was like the leave it to beaver family. Right. And you just try, you just trying to be something you're not. And shit steamrolls in the background just kind of starts, you know, building up, building up until you get to a point like this. And I think it's a big problem because so many people, again, I'm getting over this cold. Sorry. Um, so many people are, um, afraid to kind of like tell the real story and mm-hmm. afraid to say that they cried afraid to say that it sucked afraid to say that it was hard and what actually happens is like you keep kind of like suppressing it. it's like no it's great it's absolutely great of course until you find yourself you know naked in a um uh, crack house i <laughs> mean overdose. but it's it's crazy uh and so and you'll see a lot of things like where people f- post on social media how they're the happiest person and everything and mm-hmm. they've committed, committed suicide i think we talked about one of those you know Absolutely. Ago. And so it's just very, you've got to be very careful because one, you also want to be, you know, uh, you know, reserve your right to privacy and say, you know what, you don't want to share everything that you're doing. Right. But also it's just like this on the opposite end of it is trying to put off something that you're not is it can be extremely dangerous. Um, so that's why like anytime, like when I tell stories about being a father or being married or anything like that, there's, it's, it's not all, you know, pearls and diamonds and you know an awesome time so i was i just like to kind of also talk about the not so fun but you're not you're not the majority a lot of people only especially if we go back to social media only talk about or only post the good things and they've actually talked about they've released some studies i believe there was a study that was done in denmark where they actually rated people and their emotions and moods after looking at social media posts that their friends or acquaintances had said about i just got engaged or i'm going on this vacation or look at the new car that i bought and how people do respond by saying they feel more depressed or more let down when they see things i mean i myself can attest to the fact that when i had an office job if I had some time, I was killing time and I'd go on Instagram or I'd go on Facebook, you know, on my lunch break or when I had nothing really to do and I'm scrolling through and I'm seeing people that I know that are on a beach somewhere or that are shopping or I see people that are, you know, television hosts like myself, like, oh, here I am in this place. It's very easy to get depressed and then put yourself in the, well, I'm not there yet. Is something wrong with me or well, my life doesn't look good. But then when I post my own things of myself, I mean, unless I'm doing it to be funny or make a joke, yeah. I don't post photos of myself where I look horrible yeah. unless I'm posting something to make, f- I mean, I can be self-deprecating. You no, know, and, and there's there's the humble brag, right? Exactly. Which I actually noticed I did it um, like when I first, and this was probably like four or five years ago when I was like on Facebook, um, when I started using it, I'd post pictures like if I was like, 
by the pool with like a beer or right. like, like the beach and stuff like that. And then I was like, wow, what, why am I doing that? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I've actually, at that point I started questioning myself. I was like, if I'm going to post something, I'm either going to post it literally to be funny. Um, or I'm going to post a picture of my daughter crying because I got to be different. Right. People. Right. You can make but a like, joke. But not, I, I won't post pictures just to say, look at me. I'm here. Look now, where I am. I did. Now it was like when I was surfing every day, um, I posted a picture of like my surfboard with like waves in the background. And I just basically said, I was like, it's just nice to get home. And I, I, I even questioned myself. I was like, did I do that as a humble brag? Because I do question mm-hmm. myself or stuff like that. Did, did I do that as a humble brag? But I was like, no, I was like, I was just truly happy to be home. Right. And, um, but you just got to be careful with just, you know, putting out there. How many times, let me ask you this. How many times have you looked at your social media or whatever and be like, oh my God, they're getting a divorce? Of course. I, I do it all the time. You see, of course, like, you, you know, see things and you're like, oh my God, I want to know more about that. Or here's that. another thing is you see somebody, there's, there's definitely a cycle. It's funny if you look at it. It's people who start posting a little bit, a little bit, a lot more, a lot more, a lot. Now this mm-hmm. person's posting a lot. And then they're gone. What happened? Right. And so it's kind of that cycle of like, you know, maybe some thing, good things are going on in their life and they want to brag about it. And then mm-hmm. bam, you know, it, then reality hits you and it's just like not always that good. And then let me get off Facebook because now I'm embarrassed because I said everything was perfect. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, but then uh, it's crazy because then we honestly feel like we ha- we're accountable to something or we have to answer. Like I remember years ago, I mean, this is so silly to say, but you know, I mean, when Colin and I started dating almost five years ago, when we first, you know how you can be connected to somebody in a relationship on Facebook you know, and yep. then it links to that person's profile. I mean, this is so silly to say, but I remember at the time thinking, oh my God, if we break up, this is going to be so <laughs> embarrassing. And I mean, you know, yes, that was my 22, 23 year old brain thinking that, but it could be so much more than that. I mean, as you're saying with divorce or with the loss of a job or anything, I think that, you know, then we think that we somehow have to answer to our social media followers. We almost have to make a, you know, reasoning. Whereas like if, if yeah. God forbid you lose a job or you get a divorce, you don't have to answer to anybody. I There's don't need a, to know. I, I think, you know, I think social media is good for some things, but I, I, think, I think that think we as a society are getting a det- so carried away with it's, it. It's doing a detriment to to people. I, a big a big detriment. I don't know if it outweighs the, the good that it's doing, which is like, you know, now I have like an audience. Now I have like mm-hmm. followers. And, you know, and so now I have to appease them and stuff like that. Or posting something and thinking, oh, I only got this many likes on it. Oh my God. But people get upset about that. And so I guess, you know. But here's the thing is, and on the flip side, if social media wasn't around, these people would still be doing like that. Doing oh yeah, they'd like be that. obnoxious just in person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why isn't my face in the shopping cart? Why is that realtor's face on there? I need to be on there. So the moral of the story is, as I'm sure many people don't know, don't do crack cocaine. Don't do crack cocaine, but also, you know, don't believe everything you read, and you know, don't be. Don't feel like you have to be accountable to sure. that. I have a, a co-host on on one of the projects that I work on that he's wonderful. Not but as he's good as a, me. No, nobody is. But he is a very prolific um, poster on Facebook yep. and Instagram and whatnot, and is constantly, constantly posting selfies or you know we'll work together and he'll want to take a picture after and like it's fine and it's funny and it's great but sometimes like it's so much oversharing that I'm always like oh no I don't want to take yeah. a photo. So this one time. He wanted to take a photo of us after we had done something. And I wasn't feeling like I looked my best. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't really want to do it on my skin. Not looking, so, you know, I just didn't want to have a selfie posted on somebody else's Facebook. And he goes, no, don't worry. Wait till you see when I'm done with this photo. He spent like 10 minutes editing a photo of the two of us. I look so good in this photo <laughs> that he posted, but it's not the reality. Oh I mean, my. You could, I look I good tell, in real life. I can, but <laughs> tell, people who, I can tell people who do that. You can that. tell when people edit where their faces look really smooth, their teeth look whiter. He edited this photo, like it looked like a professional headshot after. And I was joking with him and I said, oh my God, you know, you need to take all my photos now moving forward. But the reality is people are now seeing this photo and they're saying, wow, you guys look amazing. And well, yes, we do look amazing <laughs> in real life, but... There are things that you don't see, right? Like the pimples or my hair wasn't perfect or maybe the lighting wasn't so great. And then we spend so much time. Did your co-host listen to this podcast? No, no, he doesn't. Can I talk about him for a second? (laughs) We spend so much time altering our reality. Well, well, that's the thing. It's like I've noticed this just you spend so much time like trying to put on a face. Yes. That you're literally hiding something Who you really that's really are. beautiful b- b- beneath it, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if it's beautiful to anybody else because, like, if you truly like, once you feel that, I'm gonna sound really kind of whatever, but once you sound like, once you actually true feel your own beauty, you really don't give a shit what of other course. people say about it. Of course, I mean, I just literally spit he as spit I said that. Everywhere. So, and I, I don't care. I look beautiful. You are beautiful. Thank <laughs> you. Um, you know, so it's um, yeah, don't don't do. do do crack cocaine and and yeah don't put off don't compare your life to everybody else's on social media because you don't know 
What was the name of the article? Dark realities. Dark lives. Dark no, lives. No, double lives. Dark reality. It's like a <laughs> lifetime show. Uh, so this question came up with. I was talking with my friend earlier this morning. We kind of like have like a. This was a very heavy conversation. Heavy conversation. So and, early and a lot of people ask, have asked, like, you know, what? We want you to talk about, you know, God and religion. Yes, a lot of people have, and I keep telling Jake, I think it's too dicey. Let's do it. I'm all about dicey. So um, we, we won't get into the specific topic about God, but we will do. We'll get into that later. Um, but. The question he had, because we were talking, because the Democratic national debate was on, and there's a lot of politics going on, and so we were talking just about in general, and he wasn't doubting Democrats nor Republicans or anything. It was just kind of a question that came up, and he here's what he said, and I, I remembered it, which was he feels that people who um, have a belief system or a faith-based system, um, you know, in their lives, um, are actually more moral and better people than people who don't have faith-based systems or religious beliefs in their lives. And my, he couldn't see it, but my mouth, my, my jaw dropped yeah. to the floor. So I want to ask you this question. I'm going to put you right on it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? Honestly, I really feel. You have to take a hard line. I know. And I am somebody that has, a, I have a faith-based, I guess, background but I would say that they, I wouldn't say they are more moral or more compassionate or better people overall than people that don't. Because I think that especially in today's day and age, when we see how many wars are waged over religion or how many things are waged over not being accepted or bigotry. I mean, I'm not just talking about things in the Middle East. I'm talking about the Westboro Baptist Church here. I mean, those are people that believe in Jesus that are, you know, going and picketing at funerals of people. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And I think that we're in a day and age where it's not necessarily true. I'm not saying it's for everyone, but if I had to take a hard line, I would say I disagree with that you statement. You disagree with that statement. Yes. So I think to answer it, you truly have to define, define what they mean. Exactly. So... Meaning, um, so what is a faith-based religious person? So somebody who um, identifies as a, having a religious yeah, I mean, background. I, I don't have him on. Like I should call him up right now. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll I'll put I'll put words in his mouth, and he can just take them. Um, let's just say somebody who has a religious background. Okay, so I'm a Jew. I'm Catholic. I'm Christian. I practice or Islam. Hindu, or Hindu, yeah, okay. or Buddhist, or whatever. Uh -huh. um, versus somebody who says. You know, this is it after life. Um, we could say two. We'll say two different things, which is agnostic, which means like, I don't even know. You know, I don't, I don't know what the hell is going on mm -hmm. or no, this is it. This is absolutely it. And I, I, th I mean, for, so if we define it as that way, um, I truly I hate I, I even hate the word belief. I actually really don't like that word belief because you have to take a hard line. Um, so here's what <laughs> I say. I'll take a hard line on it. I, d I def definitely disagree with it because, you know, there's definitely people who do things in the name of Absolutely. some sort of, you know, supernatural being, which doesn't make sense and just killing and hurting things. Um, and there are definitely, and here's the thing is there's definitely really good, if you, if you want to call them atheist people, oh, yeah, there's definitely really good. And a lot of people, I think one term that they're going for now is like naturalist, which is, you know, this is just it. And just, I'm going to make sure that this place is as perfect. I can leave it as perfect as, as you know, for, for my ancestors. I mean, not my, I mean, for my, um, predecessors, gran grandchildren. No. Um, so I, I, I definitely disagree with it, but that being said, I don't think that non-belief or non-religious people are better no, not at than all. religious people. Of course people not. Either. So, um, but it was just, it was something that was just kind of cool that came up that, you know, we were talking about because it kind of goes in line with, you know, I was actually thinking about this. We like, is the United States ready for an atheist president? Right. And um, what do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm putting you on the hot seat. Um, I, I think that in my opinion, the way things are going right now, and I have family members that would agree with this and family members that would really disagree with what I'm going to say. I think that the way things are going right now, I do believe in a separation of church and state. Yep. And I think that when we see so many policies or so many opinions dominated by what they believe to be deemed in a Bible, I don't agree with that. And even though I have you know, faith-based lifestyle, I still don't think that those things should be seen and That's dictating your, But let life. me ask you this question which is do you think that the united states is ready for an atheist or or i even hate the word atheist like a like a non-religious non or yeah. non-religion yeah. based i mean but our current president isn't exactly as quote quote religious as some of the ones that we've had in the past well, some people believe he's a muslim but of, yeah no i know <laughs> no i think he, i think he actually identifies as christian but let's all right let me rephrase it this way 
do you think that the country is ready for somebody to say, I'm keeping that private. I'm not giving you an answer as to what, um, whether I am a religious person or not. I think that our generation that, wants that. Do you think but the I country think, is ready for that? I hope so. I would, I, I'm ready for that. I think that people in my demographic and yeah. perhaps yours and our generation are more ready for that. I think that, I see. I, this I word disagree with you. I don't. I don't think they're ready for it. You think that we still need somebody that is faith based? I don't think we. I, I when I say we, I'm not saying myself. I'm saying the the country, the country, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, I think that people feel better about it. They say, okay, well, at least, at least this person. Well, at least our president it. won't go to hell. Yeah, at least at least <laughs> this person believes in God. That type of thing. So um, I just I, I don't think that the country is as a whole, I don't think that they are actually ready for it. You know, I'm fine with whoever wants to do the best job. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think like the whole of, of the country is ready for it. So, uh, but there have been, I, I, I don't have any hard facts on this, but I have been doing some reading that there are, I think there's actually a few presidents who have been known to kind of not, you know, either disclose or they said that they were a specific religion, mm-hmm. but they really did. They really weren't. So uh, I think you could do a good job either way. If you just, in if, my opinion, I, I wish that could just be completely separate. Like I wish it had nothing to do with it. Just wow. like, the color of because i don't believe because i wouldn't want somebody making decisions based on their religious backgrounds if they're leading the country right because that's why with certain political affiliations or parties i disagree with what they believe in because they bring it back to religion no for the record you're half jewish half christian right that's right (laughs) (laughs) so i can't even take a hard line in my belief system that's that's a conflict right there (laughs) um okay all right. Um, so yeah. So so to answer uh, the question um, is you know to be a fa- is a faith based person more moral than a non faith based person? No, I don't think so. Okay. Cool. Love it. Do you think so? No. Okay. Yeah. So your friend is kind of crazy. Yeah. I'm gonna, he's crazy. <laughs> and I know he's listening to this. <laughs> he will. He's the first one to listen to. It. I love it. Okay. Um, did you did you watch the Democratic debate? I did. All right, so have you watched any of the Republican debates? Speaking of Jewish, I just want Bernie Sanders to be like my uncle and bring me bagels and schmear. Um, So did you watch any of the Republican debates? Yes. Okay, perfect. So How different. Yes. Wow. I mean, it's kind of interesting. One was really a circus and the other one was actually a debate. Well, because here's the thing, and I was actually talking to the same friend about this who is is, more conservative. And and again, this is just like, we always have open conversations, so I'm not even like doing it finger pointing um like a lot of feedback about the democratic one was it was boring and you know who are these people and you know it was boring because they were actually talking about issues yeah and so and that's (laughs) what i told him i said you know you have one that's talking about like a 30-foot wall i was like you know it just doesn't make sense right or how donald trump was attacking how people looked yeah um of course that's fun to watch right of course and i even got caught up in it too i was like yeah i love it you know it's it's great you know he's saying whatever he wants and and i think there is still a benefit to that Mm -hmm. but still when you get kind of get to the hard line there, there are definitely issues that need to be tackled and so i i just hope that the uh, i don't know if i'm thinking there's obviously some more republican debates that are coming on i hope that they actually kind of can get th- there's so much pandering that's happening where it's just like they're not about, even talking about issues yeah you know you, we're, why i mean why are we talking about like a 30-foot wall and all these type of things let's talk about real issues that need to be you know hashed out and i don't think that that's actually happening right now and so um and not to say that the, you know the, all the democratic guys had the right answers or even you know it, it was done the right way but it was just more of kind of like okay now they're actually just talking about specific policies and they're not you know calling each other out for affairs or the way they treat women and stuff like that it was just kind of like and I thought I learned a little bit more in the Democratic sure. one, just because you under I understood a little bit more about the candidates. Yeah, and even like um, the last, even just with the last Republican one, there was there was substance to it. So you had you know Mitt Romney and um, I forget who else was running you know against some stuff. You know, but for some of them had some substance, and they actually talk about specific things. And then, but you look at the side now, it's like. It's a joke. It literally is a joke. Oh, yeah. And people, I, and people are because, talking about it. What sucks it. is because the, conser- the conservative side has some really good points. They have some really good policies, but they just talk about these really joking matters that like it literally everybody that is not watching Fox News is saying, that's a joke. You guys, mm-hmm. are, is this really a joke? Or is this a Saturday Night, Lights, Saturday Night Live skit? So, um, so that happened this week. I turned it on. I was watching it. You know, sure. Like sometimes like, do you really want to? You know, they were talking about like the Glass-Steagall or whatever one of these like bills is. You know, I don't know what that was. I didn't know what that was at the time, but it's kind of like you, 
you kind of like was is it boring but no they're actually hashing something they're out actually there. debating yeah um so that was um i just wanted to get your take on i that. think it's very interesting where it's going and i think a lot of that i i find that it's cool that a lot of the um talking bring it back to social media for a minute it's amazing how especially with this election that's coming up how many of them are going to be are going to social media you know during the the gop debate debate you know hillary clinton and bernie sanders were live tweeting it and then during the democratic one you know um donald trump was live tweeting it right. and it's kind of interesting how so many people are now reaching i think younger generations or more people but especially the younger generations through social media yep. i also think that's why the gop at times has looked kind of like a circus because social media and the news are just running with whatever donald trump says and then they feel in a debate that that's the relevant thing to bring up right. i mean they didn't ask anybody in the democratic debate so you know hillary please explain why you made these comments about bernie but then when you're right. watching the the gop they're asking donald trump when you were speaking about how carly looked in rolling stone magazine it's like Why completely is, yeah. different yeah. interviewing. Yeah, and, and that's the funny thing is like, what we're even discussing right now is not talking conservative versus no, you know, not liberal po policies. It's literally talking about what how you know, their behavior was yeah, which is which is it, it sucks and that's why i just wish they could actually get down to legitimate like conversations right and, and legitimate policies and, and politics so which we will see how that will pan out um so big news this week today and um we talked about it i think like a couple weeks ago yeah as we have the alternative daily coffee lucy's brew lucy's brew it's an organic uh fair trade blend and medium roast right medium roast. and here's the cool thing is um we actually don't it's not like it's sitting on a shelf in our warehouse and just waiting for orders we actually roast it on demand That's meaning so cool if you want it and you place an order for it it gets roasted specifically for you oh how nice so it's not just like we're roasting like you know and then the bags just the bags sit there and we just sit there because because I'm such a coffee snob. And coffee, yes, you are. And he really is. Um, you need to have it like fresh roasted. And so you want to <laughs> actually truly drink it. You know, if it's whole bean, that's why we decided to go whole bean is you could drink it within like three to four weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. um, if it's ground, mm -hmm. um, you, it, yeah, it's really like a week. It's really that's what you got to do like a week or two. Yeah. Because it's because think about it, like all that flavor and everything is in that bean. And then once you grind it and crush it out, it's like kind of like all opening up. Uh -huh. and everything. So um, so that's why we decided to keep it whole bean. Um, so whole bean, um, if you don't have a grinder, because do you have a grinder? No, I have to get it. Do you have one. a magic bullet? You know what I have. Oh, you have a ninja. You're, you're being serious. <laughs> you don't have a magic bullet? No. Oh, my God. Um, but I do need to get a coffee grinder. I mean, so. they're like 20 or 30 bucks. Yeah, no. If you already have, like a lot of people have like a magic bullet. You can even use, you can't use a ninja. It's terrible. But you can use, <laughs> you you can use a ninja. You, can, you can't to grind the beans. <laughs> but what you can use is um, like even like one of those like Oster mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. blenders, like yeah. the ones that your mom used to use, make margaritas with. You can use those. You just <laughs> literally can't use a ninja. It's like throw it, throw it away. Throw it. It's <laughs> terrible. Throw that thing away. Um, so like I, before I actually had a grinder, I would use my magic bullet. Mm -hmm. and, the, and you want to use the... You want to use the flat blade. You don't okay. want to use, but if you if that's all you have is like the the spiky blade, use it. But you want to use the flat one. So you're saying you should grind only the amount that you need to make the yeah, coffee. Yeah, hundred percent. Don't yes. grind it all. Don't grind it all. Don't grind it all. Don't get like a don't dump it in there and just like put it on for like you know twenty minutes and come back to powder. No, um, grind how much ever you need. And that's why it's cool if you use the uh, magic bullet for this. Mm -hmm. Is um, because they usually because it can screw on and so you can use however much you want and then you can you know kind of keep it sealed so nice. that no air gets to it yeah that's awesome i also learned recently you know for years i was keeping my coffee in the freezer yeah. and then i found out that you don't need to do that and you actually no. shouldn't do that i thought that you were supposed to keep coffee in the freezer no and then i recently like within the past two weeks read an article i was like oh my god and what are the what are the disadvantages of keeping in the freezer they said it's bad it like ruins the taste of it it, yeah. it takes all of like the what you're talking about with grinding it up they say the same thing that it doesn't extend the life of the beans like it will just keeping it in a pantry yeah so you need it but the best is to keep in the beans absolutely room temperature like, the best is like getting it roasted like we do right which is as soon as you want one we we roast it specifically so cool. for you that's so cool and we roast it specifically for you um and then it's usually shipped out within like a few days um and then you get it and you know grind grind just what you need and then uh, make your coffee it's so good so where can we get it oh good question thank you so we can actually get it at the alternative daily.com slash coffee and uh if you'd like 
um, we'll give away five free bags today. Oh yeah, let's yeah. do that. So, and just typical thing, we're not even gonna you know make it hard. Just all email you have us. to do is just email us podcast at thealternativedaily.com. Um, we'll send you a bag, and I really want people to try it and taste it. Yeah, so we'll I can't wait to five, taste mine. I want literally, I want five people to tell you know, I want five people. We'll, we'll select five people um, to tell me how it tastes, what they think, and everything like that. Um, and so, just email us podcast at thealternativedaily.com, and just to, just the am way, I drinking it right now? The way, yeah, the way you have to enter it, it is, is just good. just send us a topic that you want us to talk about. Um, but yes, we, we, I want to give away coffee to people so they can try it. I'm so. drinking it right now. It's funny because I didn't know that for the past couple weeks when I was coming here, I've been drinking it this whole time. It's really good. Yeah. The bags look really cool. The um, bags are so cute. Yeah, and so um, it's just really good coffee. It's it's organic. Um, and it's, if you're if even if you don't like my coffee, even if you don't like this, if you don't want it, you should still be drinking organic coffee because. You know, is that because the pesticides? Absolutely, because like you're spraying pesticides everywhere, and so then what you're doing is you're taking that bean and you're grinding it up, oh. and then you're just kind of you know steeping it in hot water, so you're steeping some hot pesticides, and you're, oh, you're that drinking sounds it. Nice. Yeah, so <laughs> that's why we're doing organic fair trade. This is fair to the uh, to the farmers and everybody that's involved. Um, you know, we help support that, and it's a Central South American uh, blend that's really really good. So um, email us at podcast@alternativedaily.com. I want five people to give it a shot, and I'll give you five. You know, I'll give you a bag and let me know what you think um so speaking of that speaking of um, um of of coffee and organic and you know what's good and what's bad megan just megan did some sleuthing i did and megan's a big sushi eater i am and she found out that the wasabi that we typically eat it ain't wasabi it's not wasabi okay so this is really interesting i didn't I didn't know this. Now, I'm not familiar as I wasn't familiar. Are you a wasabi connoisseur now, snob? Right? See, like, I guess now I am. I I always like to mix a little bit of wasabi into my soy sauce, which apparently, like, if you're being very, like, authentic with eating sushi, that's not how you're supposed to do it. You don't? No. You're actually supposed to put it on the fish and then eat it that way. That's why sometimes if you go get sushi on rice. Yep. Um, there's some in between. There's some always in between the rice and the fish. Yeah. Well, as it turns out... Now, can you tell the difference? Like, will you be able to tell us what the difference is? I didn't even... Th- most people are not... You're not even able to get a- actual real wasabi. It's not like you can go to a restaurant and say, like, with crab, oh, can I have the fake stuff or the real stuff? The crab, yeah. You know? Um, I love that imitation. K-rab, you like that? I it's do. actually made out of fish. Yeah, escolar or something. No, right? it's not es- I don't think it's escolar. Uh, because escolar is actually fake tuna. <laughs> you knew that, right? Yeah. Like, the white tuna is actually... Is, is actually escalar and it's not a tuna um but the k-rab i made out like white what like some sort of white fish but you know the orange coloring that they think is supposed to be crab is just coloring that's scary and it's so t- it's so good okay so wasabi chances are we've actually and they're saying chances are i've never even eaten real wasabi no way because real wasabi actually tastes more herbal than the stuff that we get in restaurants or that you can buy when you yeah. get sushi to go somewhere what we've all been eating, ladies and gentlemen, is horseradish with a little bit of food coloring in it. Ah. The demand for real wasabi or the demand for wasabi is so high that even in Japan, you'll find more imitation wasabi than real wasabi. And even if... Is there a way you can tell? So they're saying real wasabi comes from grading the root, which yep. is the wasabiya japonica. Okay. That means Japanese wasabi. Right. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> Most wasabi sold in the United States is just horseradish, of course. The wasabi japonica actually originated in Japan. And it's interesting because it really does look, I showed you a photo, it looks like when you get fresh ginger. I still think it's like a root. Like It looks like a root. It, it is. But that's what horseradish is too. It's uh-huh. a root. So I think it's it's still maybe kind of in the same ballpark. It's in the same or? vein, of course. And they're saying that even in, in some places you might have actual wasabi mixed in with the horseradish right. stuff. But the real but way... See, there's nothing wrong with horseradish. No, really it's good. It's it. very good. But it's what else do they do to it? Of course, they're adding food coloring. They're processing something. So it's not necessarily that great for you. But they're saying that actually for the freshest wasabi, you should get the wasabi japonica and actually grate it right before serving it. So like coffee beans. You should just, just absolutely... Right before serving it. Ah, I like it. I like and it. interestingly enough, the it's the root of the real wasabi that people that you should be eating or you can't eat. But the leaves are also edible as well and they can be eaten in salads, pickled, fried into chips. Oh. Yeah. And um, for centuries, wasabi has actually been used for medicinal properties because it's antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, and antimicrobial. Oh, cool. Microbial? Yeah, that works. 
microbiome. Why not? <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. So the more you know. Um, I, the one place that I go, the Sushi Joe place. So if you're getting a California roll at the grocery store, you're eating fake crab. Well, here's the thing. If you fake ever, have you ever looked at the ingredients of the rolls? Yeah, they're scary. It's like because you think like, oh, it's just rice and seaweed and oh, no, K-Rab. No, 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 like no. there's like it's literally like you know a hundred ingredients in there, which is crazy. Um, but that's why I'm I'm a, I'm a purist. I, I like the sashimi. And the I just sushi. I like the sashimi or just re- the nigiri or whatever how you say it with mm-hmm. um with the sushi just on top. But if you get all the stuff with like the different sauces and a different you know, it's so funny how people will be like, oh, let's go eat healthy, and then they're getting like shrimp tempura rolls and dragon yes. rolls. Stay away, ladies and gentlemen, from that spicy mayo. I know it's good, but it's really bad for you. It does taste and good. And eel sauce is so good, but so sugary. It's basically just soy sauce mixed with sugar. I, how do you know that? Because I lived with somebody in college and she used to make like her version of eel sauce. I'm sure there are more ingredients in it. And why do they call it eel? And she would mix. I think I thought it was because it's always served on those eel rolls. And she used to make a little mixture of soy sauce, teriyaki sauce and sugar. Teriyaki sauce is really just soy sauce with more sugar in it. Um, Yeah. I actually make a homemade um, teriyaki when because I won't get the bottles Mm -hmm. of it because there's just so much shit in there. So I actually make a homemade teriyaki. Um, write this down. It's really good. Yeah, it sounds good. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I use I don't I don't know the actual breakdown. Okay, <laughs> this sounds good. One part soy sauce. Okay. I guess you could say two part soy sauce. <laughs> one part red wine vinegar. Okay. And then to taste, I don't know, is oh, um, is brown sugar. Okay, just those three. Delicious. Just just those three, and it's that actually really. Good. It's not thick. There's no like that thickening agents or anything. It's just a really good sauce. I so, would use rice wine vinegar instead. Why? Because it's a little bit more Asian. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I make Asian food, I use, I cook with rice wine vinegar, and instead of soy sauce, you should try Bragg's liquid. Oh aminos. yeah, I do that. My wife doesn't like it. She doesn't like any fun. She also doesn't like <laughs> coconut oil. <laughs> I do like uh, I do like the Bragg's. The Bragg's is good stuff. Um, so. That's so the alternative daily coffee. We just we did that. So the alternative you'll daily get real I, coffee, but you won't be eating real wasabi. Yeah, we're we're gonna here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna hide <laughs> a wasabi bean in there <laughs> uh, for one lucky winner. Um, and then so so the last thing we actually want to talk about, which is um, pink washing. Interesting. Yeah, I actually have a I have a. Really I've been seeing a lot of this. this. I've been seeing. A I've lot seen of it this. for a very long time. Yeah, and it's very disturbing to me. So here's basically what that is. So as you guys are all aware. I I really can't read your phone. <laughs> it's I have a terribly scratched. Shattered. Screen. So um, so breast cancer is obviously a very very terrible disease, um, and I think and there's a lot of you know breast cancer research and breast cancer charities and everything. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. <laughs> they say every two minutes a woman in, in the United States is diagnosed with breast cancer. It's crazy. It's it's it's, some it's the second most common cancer in the world. Yeah, and it's it's scary. Um, but here's what's happened. And so actually we're not talking necessarily about the cancer itself. We're talking about the pink washing, which is throw slap pink on it. And let's just call it, you know, uh, breast cancer awareness. And so if you, I'll give my take in a second, but mm-hmm. you do your explaining of, of what you wanted to talk about there. So they're saying what pink washing is, is they basically say, as Jake explained, it's what happens, you know, when your grocery store aisles, when football jerseys, oh when car God. washes, when everything all of a sudden says, buy this product, wear this, and you're donating money. And what they're basically saying and what, you know, we need to look out for is the fact that called pink washing, a lot of it is just sort of going with the trend. And most of these companies, not all, but a lot of companies that are just putting a pink ribbon on a cereal box or on a jersey, money is not actually going to breast cancer research. And they're basically just trying to profit so off of get, people. How are they getting away, from, getting away with it? Is it by spreading awareness? Is that what that is? is it- yeah, I mean, they're getting, away, they're getting away with it by saying that, I mean, it's not illegal to say buy this because they're not, some of these things are not even saying on the boxes, this percentage gets donated. They're just saying buy this to support breast cancer research. Oh my God. So you might see a cereal box and think, oh, okay, that's great. But a lot of it is just, they're allowed to advertise whatever they want. Yeah. And you know, that's obviously an issue from the corporate side. I see this a lot just, and this kind of goes back to the social media thing, which is there was, um, there was there was a video it was like a couple of years ago of these guys to spread 
breast cancer awareness, they were going to go around and, you know, put their faces in women's boobs. Mm-hmm. And so then when people would fight them off, they'd say, oh, it's, it's for, you know, it's for breast cancer awareness. So they would use that. They would do things with, and then, just, you know, and if it was inappropriate, they'd say, oh, it was for, you know, it was for breast cancer awareness, like hoping to get away with some things. And, and especially with like the NFL, it's something that I really, really can't stand is, is that they do. So they wear like pink socks or they wear like pink armbands. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not for cancer research. It's completely opposite, but it's, they're doing it for, for a completely different reason than really just trying to solve it. They're doing it. I, I would say they're doing it for a little bit of a fashion statement. They want to look a little bit different. Right. And they just, where do I want to go with this? Is that they just, <clears throat> they put the pink armbands on and I'm sure they donate some money and everything like that. But here's, I just saw that th- this week is that um, one of the actual um, players' mom mm-hmm. had died of cancer. And she he wanted to do something like this uniform, put their name on yeah. it or something like that. And they either find him or wouldn't let him do it. But but they're the really good NFL because they actually want they want them to wear the pink armbands and stuff like that but when they're act, when the player's taking a stand for his mom that's actually legitimate for uh, it yeah it's it's they're, they're slapping on the wrist and i just see so many people trying to so many organizations trying to up their game whether it's up their profits or just up their looks by saying oh look at me i'm wearing pink you know because i'm supporting breast cancer um aren't i cool and there's um I, there's and i got a lot of flack from my friends with this there's a there is a couple like charities around here, but there's also a couple events um, that are for breast cancer research. And there's one mm-hmm. here. It's like a big fishing tournament. And like you get these massive boats that are all fishing in these, these tournaments and girls wearing like these pink scarves and all these big things and stuff like that. And it's all just for breast cancer research. No, these people are just out just drinking all day long. They want to look cool with all their like pink stuff on. And I'm sure that money is getting donated. But it, but that's not what it should be about. And it's um, I just have a huge issue with the pink washing of that sort, which is, you know, I'm trying to up my my, you know, outward appearance um, by riding on the coattails of the of, you know, the pink for for breast cancer awareness um, when it's really not like. It is not, and I think there was a couple, I read an article, it's like, it's not, I know that pink is like the color for breast cancer and everything like that, and that the article was talking about, you know, either breast cancer survivors or like their families, and even they were saying that they're just pulled up, put off by it, because it's not this like happy thing where everybody's like fishing and Yeah, there were some things people were talking about, like how people have been sexualizing it, you know, and they're saying like, oh, save the tatas and feel your boobies, all these different campaigns that they're saying it's not about a woman saving her boobs. It's about a woman saving her life. Right. And so I think that people try and be on trend with it. What's interesting is that other than a specific version of the pink ribbon that the Susan G. Komen Foundation actually has trademarked, right. the pink ribbon that you see on cereal boxes, on different things that you can purchase or at, on the NFL jerseys or whatever, that's not a trademarked ribbon. Right. So anybody can put it on anything that they want and that's how they get away with it. So I, I had found this interesting article that was saying, other than the Co- Susan G. Komen Foundation, you know, the best thing to do is to actually donate your money directly to an organization. Yes. If you feel the need to do something, donate your money directly to an organization. And one of the ones that was the highest rated was actually the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. It's the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. And interestingly enough, of all the money donated that they get, 88% goes towards research and only 3% goes towards an awareness program. Right. So when you think about all these different companies or organizations that put thousands or millions of dollars into an awareness program, shouldn't that money be going directly into funding? Well, that's why I had a, I had a big problem last year. I think it was last year of the, um, the ALS challenge, right? Mm -hmm. It was good. They got a lot of money and everything, but it just, do you really like, I had an issue because like everybody just wanted to put their video up there. Yeah. Say, hey, look at me. I'm dumping ice water. I don't know if you did it or anything. I did not. I did, I did not, not do it either. And so like people just saying, look at me. I'm dumping water, but I'm doing it because of this awareness. And so awareness is good. But when you're doing it to put yourself out there to say, hey, look at me, I don't think it's good. It's not yeah, of course. So it's better. The moral of the story is to do your research. Definitely. I mean, there's well, nothing a, wrong with going to a, doing a 5k or things like that, but right. make sure that they are organized through reputable organizations yeah. like Susan G. Komen, like right. the breast cancer the thing research that I can't, foundation. The thing that I can't stand, I actually got it in the mail yesterday from a car company, mm-hmm. uh, like one of the local dealerships. And it was, you know, we're going to donate Here's what it was. I, I just remembered it. We're gonna donate. Um, it didn't say how much. It's like for every for every test drive that we get, 
<laughs> at our dealership, we're going to donate money to breast cancer awareness. They didn't disclose how much you were doing, yeah, where it was nothing. going to. I mean, it could have been they were just going to buy pink shirts for everybody. You know what? Mm-hmm. And it was just it's so slimy because they just want they just want you to get in there, test drive a car, and let the let the sales guy go after you to get of you course. buy a car. And that's not what it should be about. Like I guess in the ultimate world, like. I'm gonna go off on a little bit of rant here. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so there's like, when you're when you're a company, and so I so I have a company, and and I've actually seen this happen, firsthand experience, and something whether it's you want to donate to a good cause, or whether it's you want to, or if like, or if another company or if another thing has happened, mm-hmm. um, this was this happened, and like something with a specific company happened or, or person, and like a bunch of companies rallied together and said we want to help out. And and this even happens in like the big corporate game. So they say for every person that buys X will donate X back or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have a huge problem with that because it is not up to my customers and subscribers and audience to donate to that person because I or that organization or whatever the issue is, right? That's up to me to take my profits and put them there. And so by me putting it on you, that's me deflecting and saying, I want you to pay for it. Yeah. And so what we, you know, what we did in this specific situation, we just took a, you know, a chunk of profits and donated it to something. Never said a word about it. You know, we just you're just quiet about it. And I just I just really can't stand when people say, you know, what, and you even see like the NFL or some of these, you know, big corporations say for every for every person that buys this ukulele or every person that buys this <laughs> coffee cup or whatever, we're going to do, donate X a por- amount. A portion of the proceeds. Why? Like, why are you putting that on me? Why don't you just go make a donation? Why don't you go do it? I'll support you. You know, and you can even just say we're, we donate X amount of profits to charities, blah, blah, blah. That I have a better feeling with that as opposed to saying, oh, well. Well, if you don't buy something, it doesn't get donated. Because here's, here's the other problem with that, too, is me saying, oh, I just bought this pink ukulele because it benefits, you know, breast cancer research. So I'm doing my part you're let's be honest you know because your dollar for this you know 80 dollar ukulele you know it might go to you know 88 percent of it might go to research when really that's not how you should be contributing to Mm -hmm. to, to charities as well it's just by buying stuff and hoping that they take care of it you should put it on yourself and so i um i just have it's a big issue for me is you know it is when the companies and corporations say we're gonna you know donate x percent of what you are giving us when they really should just say we're going to donate a percentage of our you know profit or revenue or whatever we're going to do and so um the pink washing thing is is it's crazy how much it's grown over the past couple of years especially i mean now it's like everything is pink and i think it's important and of course it is a time where they spend you know there's you know it's good to have awareness for these things and it's just amazing how every month is a different awareness month but you get to october and it's like everyone knows it's like how november men were growing out beards for no shave november yes i shouldn't you just be donating then it's what does growing out your beard have to do with exactly research for or it, raising it, it awareness for your to, prostate hey look at me look what i'm doing look what i'm doing right and um, i and then it's like, are you doing it for the right reasons or are you just doing it for... Because you're doing it for the attention. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's that's a good way to wrap that up. It's like with the pink washing, a lot of people just do it for the attention. Because it's, like, it's trendy. Hey, look at me. Look at me. Look what I'm doing. I need some attention over here. <sighs> I've always fought against you that. Be a silent life. donor. Uh, I'm not telling you what to do with any of that <laughs> stuff. I mean, because that's 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 up to you. But, um, but yeah, it's um, just be careful... Donate right to the organizations. Yeah. Go Donate for the run. The go, for, go for the go, fishing. I did the 5K go last year. Go do the year. fishing. Wear the pink stuff, but do your own donation, right? Make and sure so, you know what you're getting yourself exactly. into and what you're actually donating to. Exactly. Um, I'm not even... I was gonna. I was gonna say which one that I give it to, <laughs> but like I don't. I don't, like. I feel weird, but I think it's like a really. No, you can say it. Um, I won't say how much or anything like that. But okay. what we do is, um, there's actually a, a, a local charity here mm-hmm. in um, in in South Florida. South Florida. Um, <laughs> That's that, where we are. That what they do is they actually give out. They give massages to um, breast cancer um, survivors oh, and, and, and patients That's and nice. absolutely free. That's so right? nice. And so they're completely, they're completely run off of donations. And so when you donate money, 
that they're, you're guaranteeing somebody gets a something. Massage, That's right. nice. And so, and I, that, I mean, people might have a problem with that, that one. And like, you, if you want to do it to research, it's fine and everything. But I just felt that that one really kind of, you know, hit home with me and hit home with like what I'm doing with the site of just kind of like a, if taking I can, care, if I, you know, cause stress is a, stress can really kind of make that thing go downhill. So if people could actually get those, That's um, nice. so, but, and I'm not, again, I'm not patting myself on the back and I was saying, Hey, look what I would do. But I just, I would just empower people to go select your own charity that feels really right to you. And just don't do what like the NFL is telling you to do or that this organization, what Cheerios are saying, right. go, go do the fishing tournaments, go do all those different things, but make sure you're doing it for the right reason. So, yeah. All right. On that note, Man, we, we always end on a <laughs> Man, rant. We always go all over the place too. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back next week with an all new podcast. So remember, we're going to be giving away five bags of Lucy's Brew. That is the organic fair trade coffee from the Alternative Daily. If you want to enter to win, just email us podcast at thealternativedaily.com. We're going to pick five people. For everybody else, you can still check out the coffee as well as everything else at the Alternative Daily. Daily.com. Where can you find the coffee? You can find the coffee at the alternativedaily.com forward slash coffee. We're also on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter. So please connect with us there. We love to connect with you guys. Awesome. Well, it's um it's good to end on that rant. I, I don't know what I don't even know what <laughs> I'm saying so right crazy. now. <laughs> uh, yes, check out the coffee. I'm really interested in seeing if people like it's it. It's really good. I had no idea this. I always just thought you had great coffee because I thought I knew you were a coffee snob. Well, I always did have good coffee. Uh, but now it's better. But and now it's, it's organic fair trade Lucy's brew. Yeah, and it's got a picture of Lucy who is riding a real a dog, riding a it's riding a surfboard. Um, but I really do want people to try it, so make sure you check that out. All right, and that's at the alternativedaily.com slash coffee. Yeah. Bye, everyone. See ya. <laughs>